0: morning, Crypto.
1: Good morning,
2: Crypto. Oh, no, not again. Good morning, word Maniacs, and how are you today? My name is Johnny Crypto with a K, and I'm wishing you guys all a good day. I want to welcome you back to another episode of your favorite crypto channel, Good Morning Crypto, where we bring you the most impactful crypto-related topics from the top crypto team in the world unfortunately abs couldn't make it today but we're sending our love and high vibrations to him but i'll be joined by several of my three three family members we've got the only man that george Clooney would be jealous of with that full head of hair super g in the house along with the man that knows how to print bills. no doesn't know how to print anyone know how to print bills like billy billy the kid my man and last but not least nft tones who's kind of feeling under the weather it looks like he's not going to be able to make it. I'm not feeling so great either, but that's what separates the men from the boys. Anyway, today on Good Morning Crypto, we'll be discussing the next big thing for the metaverse. I'll give you a hint. Can you smell what's coming? Next, NFT musicians connecting with their fans. Samsung launching a Bitcoin ETF. Finally, we got one going. I'll tell you where. Crypto.com lays off a whopping 20% of its workforce. Trump NFT collections now offer a Zoom call so you can meet number 45 yourself face-to-face. Ava Labs partners with Amazon. All you sheep holders are going to love this one. They partner with a payments company that allows over uh, 100,000 merchants accepting payment now. And our top story of the day, we'll talk about Gensler suing the sec against us suing two more crypto companies is this finally the end of crypto stick around we'll find out our show is available on your favorite podcast platforms like spotify and apple music for those of you listening via packhouse our show is live on youtube monday through friday at 11 a.m eastern time from the 3t warrior academy so my my friends i'm not feeling so great there so billy i'm gonna be kicking over to you how you doing today buddy how you feeling
3: Blessed, man. Blessed. Uh, glad to be here with you guys. I don't feel like I ever get to see you. Me and Gonzo, we were just talking about earlier, man. Like We haven't been on together in a, in a while, so it's nice to come in and spend some time with uh, fam. I'm sorry you're feeling bad, bro. Uh, damn, you burn tones. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, what can I say? The men show up, the boys, you know, this All new right. generation. I don't know about these guys. I got a little tummy I can't make it. Get out of here. Get up. Anyway, uh, Super G, how you doing, buddy? How you feeling, my friend?
4: I'm doing good, man. I'm sorry that you're not feeling well, but I'm telling you, I got enough energy for the both of us. But yeah, super excited. Like Billy said, uh, I hadn't been on with him for a while. So anytime I'm on with my brother, Billy, it is awesome. Uh, I always get that spicy vibe. So we might get spicy today. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah, just super excited. Uh, I know we're going to talk about different stuff. I'm going to go into ex-royalty in a minute and just kind of talk about what happened yesterday, answer some questions. That we saw a lot in Discord and kind of just show you guys, for those of you that still want to buy an NFT, I'll show you how to do that. It's real easy.
2: All right. Awesome. Very good. Very good. All right. Well, good. Bring that energy. We're going to need it today. And uh, we'll start this show off like we always do. Showing you our Good Morning Crypto Twitter channel. You can always come here and drop us a tweet. Say hello. Don't forget to follow us. And we are growing 2,672 people. With that said, we'll hop in real quick. The fair and green index. Look at this, boys. We finally, finally broke out of the 20s. We've been sitting in the 20s forever. There's a little happiness going around. We're moving up into the 31 fear. We're still in the fear range, though. So we're just going to continue to move a little bit past that. But look at this today. Holy green. Wow. we got. A lot. I was actually going to wear green today. But because of my green screen, you just see, you know, an empty body here. <laughs> I didn't think anybody would want that. But we got a lot of green happening today. Uh, But again, you know, Gonzo, we talked about this yesterday. Does any of this green really excite you? How are you feeling about this day? Uh,
4: No, you know, all I'm seeing is a lot of people starting to get some FOMO. I mean, you think about how repressed the market was. It was way, way down. Most projects were down 95, 96, 97 percent. And so now, you know, we're getting projects that uh, that do what's normal in a bear market, right, where they can rip 50%, 60%. I mean, some of them, like Gala, depending on the news, ripped like 140%. But so I'm just kind of taking it day by day, looking at levels. You know, Bitcoin uh, was absolutely uh, like moving in the last like kind of 48 hours, Uh, but it is approaching the 200 uh, MA. Uh, That's like at 195 so um, I do think it still has a little bit more to go to move up before we get any kind of correction. We'll see how it interacts with the 200 MA. That's at 19.5. Uh, but yeah, you know we're leading into a weekend. It's Friday the 13th. You know we'll see how it goes. But you know basically just implement your dollar cost average strategy, whatever that is. So if you haven't got into a project, or maybe you're up, you got in last year, and so your dollar cost average price is higher then maybe for you, it's a good time to dollar-cost average. But for people that maybe got into the market recently and they got in at way lower levels, uh, then everything is higher. You know, It all just depends on what your strategy is.
2: Yeah, no doubt about it. It certainly does matter when you come into the market and when you continue to dollar-cost average in. However, um, looking at today's um, market cap, we're sitting at $907 billion, So we broke out of the 8s and into the 9. We got Bitcoin sitting at 18 billion. Almost actually it was 19 last night. We got Ethereum at 1408. BNB, let's see, BNB 288, making a move. Dogecoin, eight cents. Cardano back into the 30s at 32 cents. Polygon close to a dollar again at 91 cents. Polkadot, five dollars. Uniswap, six dollars. Where's my quant? I know you're in here somewhere. Algo, uh, 21 cents. And there's quant 121. man, that. Quant just won't come down to sixty bucks, Billy. It looks like we're not going to be able to get that thing in that low range. But what are you looking at, Billy? Anything on your on your list right now that you got your eye on?
3: Man, I'm just in accumulation right now, bro. I'm just I'm I'm just packing my bags. I'm very very poignant and very uh, purposeful with my plan right now. I'm not trying to get crazy in the weeds. I want to make sure I stick with the utilities uh, that I'm investing in, and then just kind of let the market do what it's doing, man. It's, It's it's a crazy ride right now uh i'm not looking at the prices and the bubbles on the daily just because uh, i'm thinking long term so i just want to keep piling that that dollar cost average again any 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 chance that i can to make those bags bigger that way when when it really pops off and we're ready for it i, I kind of treat it like precious metals now uh my gold my silver i just accumulate man i don't even watch it i just accumulate it because i know what it, i know the the purpose and the utility behind it and i'm just waiting for that to come into place am
2: so just yeah just makes total sense i noticed we got cjv in the house shout out to cjv hey if you're out there buddy you want to come join us we're missing guys so you're welcome to hop on the show we'd love to have you hop on the uh the link is in the team so please join us if you can with that said um we're gonna hop into uh before we hop into our stories we want to give you a quick update on what's happening with x royalty so i'm gonna kick it over to gonzo uh gonzo, yeah yeah
4: yeah. So we had Jeremy on yesterday and just to give you a kind of quick summary, cause we're super transparent on what happened. Uh, two days ago, uh, we, we minted the project, right? It gets minted the entire project. It, it gets put onto a wallet. It's kind of, let's call it the Academy wallet. And then, um, what happened was is we waited that 24 hours and we were going to mint yesterday. Right. So sometime during the night, somebody scanned the project, right. And they were able to dump it onto the XRPL because it was on the blockchain already, right? And so the way it was supposed to work is you were supposed to go to this website, X Royalty, and then as you minted, uh, it started to it would randomize the uh, NFTs, and then it would play out like it was supposed to. But instead, what happened is um, somebody beat us to the punch because of something that's part of XR the XRP ledger, and they were able to upload the entire um, the entire collection, so you could see it all, right? And then people started kind of being able to buy them from our wallet. Um, and so what happened is the team found out about it. That's how we were able to kind of buy uh, three of the four ones that were rare, the ones that were the trip to Arizona. So the, what the decision was made to do is the rarity, um, that's out of play now, right? So what they're going to do is for anyone that has an, that has an NFT, will enter a raffle and then the raffle will determine who gets those trips to Arizona? Remember the trips to Arizona to be with Coach JV for the weekend? Um, so the only thing that's in play is the tier system. So whatever we had for the tiers, uh, as far as how many NFTs you own or that you buy, um, that is still in play, right? So everyone that owns an NFT gets access, like Coach JV was talking about in his video this morning, gets access to the online, right? The online conferences and the online um uh, like retreats, right? And it gives you the ability to kind of enter a a raffle um, for like the in-person stuff. So what I wanted to do is just kind of go into how you actually purchase one and the difference. So, you know, when you're buying one from us, from the Academy and one in the secondary market. So all you got to do is still like you did before, you go to the xroyalty.io website, you're going to hit the buy xroyalty and it's going to take you to the website, which is the XRP cafe, right? This is where they're all on. And now if you scroll down a little bit right here in this box, all you got to do is hit that little box right there. You're going to go to recently minted, and then you're going to check that box. Now you want to check that box that says show only items for sale. And then as he scrolls down, you see how it says 1,440 XRP, but it also gives a time, right? Those are all the ones that are available still to buy, right? That are from us, from the Academy Wallet. So as you scroll down, you could load more and more um, and then you you can buy them, right? I I think that, you know, we were able to take something that was unplanned and turn it into a positive because unlike most NFT projects, you mint, you don't know what you get. With us right now, you're going to get to pick which one you want, right? So maybe you wanted a female, you wanted a female and a male. Now you're going to get to go through, see it all and see which one you want to buy. The rarity right now is not in play right? I think there's going to be something to do with the rarity in the future. We'll make an announcement having to do with the gamification. vacation. But uh, what I don't want is people like buying in secondary market because they think that it's super rare, right? Because like I said, the, the utility tied to the, to the rarity is going to be done through a drawing, right? And so that's what it looks like. Now, uh, Johnny, will you uncheck the box so I can show them what it looks like uh, when you're buying from a secondary market? So if you don't check that box, You're going to see all the nfts right and the way you know the difference between buying a new nft from our wallet and someone else is you see how it doesn't have the time on it right and if johnny was to select one of those or even one that has a different price instead of saying buy it's going to say offer see how it says make offer so that is someone that already purchased the nft and now you're making an offer right So I guess if you want, you really want that specific one because you like the design or something, then I guess, you know, you can make an offer on it. But I didn't want people getting confused because there are plenty of NFTs left. So you want to look for the ones that say buy, not offer, right? Because you want to be buying them. And who you're buying them from, you're buying them from the Academy because all the NFTs are in our wallet, right? So I know there was a lot of confusion about that. So all you have to do is connect your wallet. It's at the top right corner. You, you know, you guys can go through the process. There's a video and in announcements uh, inside of the Discord, uh, but, that, but that's all you need to do. So like I said, um, you know, we were on Discord all day yesterday answering questions, trying to help people. There's plenty of NFTs that are still available. All the tiers are still in play. And I like to look at things at the positive um, and so now you can go in and pick whichever one you want, whichever design you like. Uh, if you want two females, two males, or whatever it is, you can go in and then I'll pick that yourself um, for whatever's available. So um, yeah. So, guys, we got
2: a question here. Um, yeah. Oh, why can't I click on it? So, is rarity utility meaning is it uh, rarity is going to be more of the gamification part of the play, right? Not, not it's got nothing right. to do with utility, right? Utility is yeah. the tiers.
4: Yeah, the utility is the tiers and the utility right. is access to the ecosystem, right? That's not tied in with the rarity. Uh, so the rarity, I think, will have something to do in the future. We don't want to give it up now, right? Because now that you can see the collection, people are going to be trying to, like, pick which rarity thing to do. And we just want people to, to buy whatever they want, right? And so there will be something with rarity as far as the gamification when we do the Met Academy stuff. But for right now and the tiers... Um, you know, all you need to do is just buy a new one from the Academy and it fits that tier model. Right. Um, if you buy one in the secondary market, it doesn't count for the tiers. So if you're trying to do the tier thing, make sure you're buying one from from us, from the Academy. Right. That you're
2: buying now a brand new one. Basically, to buy from the Academy, guys, is very simple. You see the word yep. buy now? If it don't say buy now, you ain't buying it from the academy. You're buying it from somebody else, and you, you know correct. You want to make sure you got buy now. And uh, yeah, bro, Mike. To answer your question, you already know what the utility is because the utility, as we said, is based on the tiers. If you bought one versus three versus five NFTs, that's a different tier. The rarities, the the uh, the random drawings is going to be about what the rarity is, and that's going to be for the gamification, as Gonzo just explained.
4: Yeah. So if you remember when we were going to roll this thing out, there was those special NFTs that have JV on them. Those were going to be the ones that if it played out, if we had have minted like we wanted to, if you would have gotten those, you would have had that utility to go to Arizona and meet him. But because they were uploaded before time and everyone can see them, it wouldn't be fair because then anyone that saw it could just buy it real quick. So we had to remove that and we had to pivot. And so now... Actually, everyone gets a chance now, right? Anyone that buys the NFT, it's kind of the same thing. We're gonna do a raffle, and then that's how you're gonna get the trip, right? So th- right. those are the ones that we we're talking about. But yeah.
2: Here's a fantastic question from Dynamite. Is there a sleeveless armor, Johnny Crypto? I don't I don't, <laughs> I, I don't that's know, but that's the next right? one is sleeveless armor. I'm not sure I'd be too effective in battle, but <laughs> that's a great question. I love our audience. You know, I just want to say one real last thing to wrap this up. Guys, hopefully you got to see, you know, in, in whenever there's a time of uh, crisis, it's not about the crisis that happens, but it's how you handle it. And as we saw, you know, for the 3T Academy is always about honesty and integrity and really, really we share with you every single detail of what happened behind the scenes. So you're 100% fully aware and have the same information we do. So you can make you can make a decisions. So hopefully you found this helpful and uh there's still time, so don't forget. Go and be, you have a chance to become an XRP king or queen. I'll go to xroyalty.io. The link is below, and you can join our wonderful family and be a part of history.
0: So Definitely. with that said, thank
2: you, Gonzo, for that update. We're going to hop into our first story of the day. We now <laughs> – so this is a very interesting story here. You touch and smell now becomes the next big thing at at the metaverse uh, for the metaverse at 20 at 2023 so the rock would be happy cuz now he can actually come and say can you smell what the rock is cooking because it is going to be happening these <laughs> McKinsey company predicted the metaverse could pot- potentially generate 5 trillion dollars in value by 2023 um, the sense of smell has now been added to virtual reality headsets um you can see here they've Added eight different aromas, and those aromas can be combined to bring on those scents. And it's pretty funny because I you know I remember when I was in, in Disney last year on one of the rides, I think it was Avatar, as you're going through the ride, you know, you you get sprayed with water, you you get different scents that you, you know, when you're in the jungle versus when you're near the water. It was really funny. I'm like, how the hell is that gonna happen in real life? And here we are, not even six months later, and they're already figuring it out. Um, so you can see here it did say the metaverse, Billy, success would need to be uh, would need a more developed human aspect that delivers the positive experience to its users. These cows may be the integration of sense and smell and touch into virtual reality. What are you thinking here, Billy? Are you are you looking forward to your VR headset with sense and smell?
3: Yeah, that's gonna be interesting. I can only imagine where that's gonna go. Uh it's funny because I was just watching a video the other day uh, of developer. They have vest now and you can pick on the vest. If you wanted to do a certain thing while you're playing a game or while you're in a VR game. And now they have these yellow gloves that have uh, sensory touches. So if you're in a VR game and you're picking something up, you can actually feel it. So, I mean, we're look how close we are. We're getting, uh, the only thing I think we don't have right now is taste. So we have smell. Now we have touch, we have feel, uh, I can only imagine, and they're trying to 3D print taste and everything, so it's crazy. Yeah, are yeah. like living in a, a different world, like a different. It's, it's just insane.
2: Well, we, we know the world that's coming. coming. We all saw it. If, any, if you haven't seen the movie Ready Player One, I encourage it's every awesome. single person, gone to the, go watch Ready Player One. It's it's. You remember when he got the suit and he could feel everything, wow. right? And now you listen. You don't want to say, "Well, I'll tell you where this is going." The adult world is going to be a whole right. new. <laughs> It's gonna be a big market on the adult side, but we'll just continue on the story here. VR headset is reportedly scheduled, Gonzo, to be released in later 2023. So you're gonna be able to get one this year, Gonzo. Yeah. It'll be used for fragrance marketing. Uh, used for fragrance marketing. Let's use your smell various environments, from marshmallow roasting to a bed of roses. <laughs> Very interesting. Wow. Extended reality will soon be integrated with the commerce, with commerce entertainment social connections, education. Well, pretty much everything is going to be, you know, everybody's going to be living in this, in this fake world with these things on their head. The CEO highlighted that the scent gives these experience unmatched powers. Gonzo, what are you thinking here, buddy? Are you ready to hop in and grab one of these things?
4: Uh, You know, Johnny, happy, uh, I know it might you know, mess
2: up your hair. That's the problem.
4: It seems, it just kind of seems kind of gimmicky to me. I mean, we're still so early Uh, with, with the smell thing, you know, we have to see how it plays out. Like, you know, when I try to explain to people the metaverse, you know, I, I I used to use the ready player one, um, you know, story. And so most kids that are younger or a younger generation understand that and they get it. But when we start talking about older generations, they don't play video games and they give you a blank look. Right. But I heard a developer kind of explaining the metaverse. And so I've kind of picked picked up that story because when I'm dealing with older people, I feel like it, it, it it's more relatable. And if you think about like the 90s, right? And as we went to the 2000s websites, not everyone had a website, right? But if you think about it now, every single person that has any type of business or any type of content has a website. So I look at the metaverse as like an evolution of websites, right? So instead now we're going to, instead of going to the website to look for maybe let's say a car, right? It's going to be where you and I can meet in the metaverse to go look at the car, right? We can go meet at the place and actually see the car and see it like in, you know, in 3D. And the, but, they're, but they are right when it comes to the touch part, right? Because that's going to be key because mm. that's the difference, right? It's the difference between just being able to see something in 2D and then actually being in the metaverse and walking over and being able to pick up an object. That's what makes it real, right? That's what makes the phone real. That's what my brain, that's how I know the phone's real is that I can pick it up, I can touch it, right? And so it'll be the same thing in the metaverse. Once we get to the point where you're in there and you can actually pick something up and you can feel it, it's like a game changer. So the, the smell thing is a little bit gimmicky to, gimmicky to me, but like the touch thing, I, I think that's that's really where we're going.
2: Yeah, and I think that's really what's gonna bring this thing To life here like they talk right here so so you mentioned like all these different other areas um extended reality will soon be integrated we talk about commerce entertainment it says the vr dating app that also incorporates (laughs) immersive immersive sensations like i mean come on we all know where this is going right we all know that sex is going to be huge on vr i'm just going to say it because you know the big elephant in the room anybody that's just the reality that's going to be a huge market and they say here consumers may not be too excited with the new New development, a CS attendee tested some hepatics products and highlighted that it's far from reality. So, obviously, we're not close yet. But, like you said, Gonzo, in, in 1997, we weren't close either. Now, everybody in their mother has a website. Everybody in yeah. their mother's going to be walking around with something pasted to their head, you know, eventually at this some point in time, Billy, that is going to be, you know, maybe our kids' future, I would say. It says here brand showcase blockchain metaverse development through their booth, including Samsung announced an NFT platform. So Billy, want to wrap us up on this topic before we move on to that?
3: You know what, man? I'll get my my little spider senses are tingling
2: when when we're talking about this now. And I was looking at one of, uh,
3: who is it? Ver Hoofty, Flute. I love that freaking name, bro. Uh, He was talking about big pharma chances. I I was thinking about it. Who gets to dictate what the smells are and what's put in the smells? And then, you know, what (laughs) are we really smelling? Because you already know they want to, with all kinds of shit anyways, um, and you know, with everything they put in the sky, they don't want us to plant our own food. They want to engineer everything. This is just another, I feel like a, a direct path from them to us. And dude, we, we just, we go for it. Like we don't put critical thinking. So like getting in the VR and putting on a suit, will I probably do that? Absolutely. Not for what Johnny said earlier, but you know, to go look at cars with gonzo and shit. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, as far as smells and things like that, injecting or any kind of thing like that, I kind of that 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 messes with my discernment in my spirit for some reason. So, yeah.
2: Well, Billy, you and Ray Love must be related somehow because he's thinking the same thing that he's toxic. These scents could be toxic. Who knows? You never know. Like you just said, who knows what they're putting in those things? It's always about, you know, whether or not we got trust in there. hey I just want to give a shout out to our man, Abs. Looks like Abs is in the house. Love you, brother. We miss you. We'll see you again on Monday. Oh, check this out, too. His smells could mess up your hormones. They could do so many different things. Who knows? It is going to be very interesting. No doubt about it. We know that, you know, our sense or our, our senses can be manipulated, you know, through frequencies and and through smells and, and all different types of uh sensations but let's continue to move on speaking of music and frequencies music nfts are helping independent creators monetize and build a fan base so we know we know that the nft marketplace is obviously here we know it's building it's in its infancy however it does say you know we do know the music industry is notoriously centralized right now right so basically the record labels make all the money and if you're if you're an artist, eh, you get a little you get a couple couple pitties here and there, you know, from the song. But but they basically will tell you what songs you can make, when they're released, what royalties, percentages. You get. So you're kind of like a slave to the to the music label industry right now, today, before the NFT market. However, it says here with the rise of streaming platforms like SoundCloud and Spotify, that has helped actually democratize a bit or decentralize the industry and make it a little bit easier for for people to get their music out in front of everybody. But nowhere near the degree that NFTs can do, Billy. Right now we talk about uh, NFTs for those in the blockchain space. Non-fungible tokens represent an opportunity for fans to directly support their favorite artists and for musicians to build strong communities with those listeners. So how do you see, do you see, I mean, I, I don't know if you guys play, play instruments or not, but do you see the potential advantages here that this could give to not only the musicians, but to their fan base?
3: Absolutely. If, uh, I think his name was Tory Lanez, was that his name? If I'm wrong, someone throw it up in chat, but he was one of the guys that came out using uh, NFTs to sell one of his first albums and he exposed the music industry and the market uh, because he cut the middleman completely out. He went straight from him to his people and his, I mean, he just blew up. He. I remember the day that it happened, like he just exposed everything. And it was not too long after he got charged with some crimes and uh, I think he got out of it now, uh, but it was all BS. Uh, the music industry is just as corrupt as, as any other industry, if not more. Um, it's a vibe. It's you know, they, it's it's just a crazy thing. But this is a good thing. But it's it's going to be hard to get there because, like we're talking about, you got to take out that middleman. That middleman is a very strong person. So it's going to be interesting how this comes together. But I think it's amazing for the artist. Uh, it's you get you get a direct line to your people, and and they get a direct line to you.
2: It is always hard to strip money out of people's hands once they've had it, Billy. They don't want to let go of that power, but that's what NFTs are going to do. Let's talk a little bit about what NFTs actually are, because everybody, I know a lot of folks in our audience are always asking what's an NFT. So here they categorize it. They say it falls into two different categories. There's the ownership-based NFT, uh, which basically ties the IP and rates and royalties to you. And then there's the second version. Patreon version where like you, you buy the NFT, you're a collector and you support the artist. And then the upside of the NFT really is sort you know, it's really derived by you selling it in the secondary market. So those are kind of the two ways they classify the valuation of it. Um, but this was interesting here, Gonzo. They talked about Spotify reported that it pays from 0.03 to 0.05 cents per per live stream. And major record labels negotiate, you know, higher payouts than independents receive. But it gives an example here that I guess it says here 1.85 ETH was paid out in royalties in one week. And that was generated by only 36 people, whereas it would take 1.4 million plays to generate this on Spotify. So very interesting. They talk about how NFTs are kind of the last hope, I think, for independent artists to transition into the model where they can actually get money for their own music. In a way that's much more direct, it's gonna disrupt things. Gonzo, how do you see it? Because I, I mean I see this just as a start. I don't see this ending in the NF- in the music world. I think NFTs are gonna protrude into every single area of our life. What's your thoughts, buddy?
4: Yeah, I mean, when you when you talk about the music industry, I mean it's like a total monopoly. And not that I, I should I'm not that I'm saying that you should feel sorry for some of these artists because they do make money. But when you look at their contracts and you look at what the record label makes compared to the artist. Um, it's fractions of a cent to the dollar. I, I mean, it's crazy. And so Gary V talks about this a, a, a lot. Um, I do think it's going to change the industry. I think they're still kind of tweaking it. I, I, you know, NFTs are here to stay, but I think the, the way that they're used in the music industry still needs to be trick, uh, tricked, um, tweaked, right? Um, but uh, I, I think that it's here to stay. Um, And I, and I think you're right. I I think a lot of it has to do with community. And if you think about um, some of the artists and how big their fan base gets, right. Um, And now you correlate that to like an NFT, um, whether it's collectibles or, um, you know, I've heard them talk about like fractionalizing basically their career, right. Um, And you're kind of investing in them instead of them taking money from the music label, they take money from you and it starts their career And then um, you get something back for it, right? Or it brings value to that NFT the bigger that they get. They talk about the same thing with like sports stars, right? Um, Like imagine if you had an NFT of Tom Brady, but when he was in college and you tracked him throughout his career, what the value of that NFT would be if it was fractionalized. But yeah, I think we're just at the beginning. um, And uh, they just need to kind of figure out the the right process. But once it catches and it works, it's going to be like wildfire.
2: Yeah, totally agree. 100% agree with that. No no question about that. Just to wrap this story up, one thing both Levy and Jay Kyla agree on is that the power the music NFTs have to better connect creators to their fans. This was interesting. He said, when I issue those free NFTs, there's a ripple effect. I get thousands upon thousands of hits on my website, and I get new subscribers. I get new listeners, and the ecosystem continues to grow. So there is going to, you know, no question about it that there'll be a benefit here to start spreading out in leveraging nfts so if you're a content creator whether it's a you know whatever kind of industry it is i think there's certainly going to be a new opportunity we got 174 listeners today guys smash that like button give it a warrior elbow drop as we continue to move on to our next story of the day we got the samsung investment arm i didn't even know samsung had an investment arm i thought they made electronics to launch bitcoin futures etf amid the rising crypto interest even though everybody says bitcoin is dead here we got here we've got 467 times now i think they said bitcoin was dead we got the chart somewhere in here in hong kong the bell rings for bitcoin samsung assets management is set to list the samsung bitcoin futures active etf on the hong kong stock market today happening right now as we speak the move, the move comes amid a surge in interest from both the government and institutional investors in the region. Again, we're not talking the U.S. because this is completely opposite, right? Here, we don't get that. But over there in Asia, we're starting to see that happen, Gonzo. The ETF or exchange-traded fund will track the spot bit price of Bitcoin by investing in Bitcoin future products, futures products. Get this. Listed on the Chicago Mercantile Exchange. <laughs> so they're using the U.S. market to trade Bitcoin, although we can't have one in the U.S. Crazy. The ETF will primarily invest in the CME Bitcoin futures with some investments in the CME micro Bitcoin futures. Gonzo, what's this mean to you? What's the significance of um, you know a foreign country now creating an, uh, another BT, B, B, blah, BTC ETF?
4: Yeah, so I, I mean, I'm not an expert in it, but I think it, it's different than a spot BTF, right? Where a spot, which is what they're trying to pass in this country, where you actually own the asset, this is a futures ETF, which we've seen before, right? And so a lot of people say that the whole point of a futures ETF is so that you can short the actual um, underlying asset, right? So it's gonna be interesting how how that works out, right? If, if they start shorting it, um, and it affects the, the actual Bitcoin price. But um, overall, um, you know, the reason that I think it's going to give people um, more exposure while it's not actually owning the asset, um, it's at least something, right? It, it's getting that the, the the word Bitcoin out there and it's getting these uh, legacy financial people uh, the ability to invest in something that has the Bitcoin name in it, right? It's not the actual, uh, I understand that it's not the actual um you know, underlying asset or Bitcoin or a spot ETF, it's a futures ETF, but it still kind of opens them up to it. So overall, I I think it's a positive thing, but I, anytime I hear about futures, I always hear like, you know, when you talk about the macro guys, they always say that the whole point of a futures thing is so that you can short it. And that usually affects the underlying asset. So, you know, we'll see how it plays out.
2: Yep, our friend Mark Gusko has said that several times. You're absolutely right that they use those futures for shorting. In Hong Kong here, Hong Kong right now is the only market in Asia where Bitcoin future ETFs can be traded. This will be uh, the Samsung Bitcoin future will be joining that market. It says here other markets worldwide do include Canada, the U.S., Australia, and some European countries such as Switzerland. Uh, Hong Kong is the only market, it says here in Asia, where Bitcoin futures – listed to the institutional market. It'll be a new option for investors, as you just mentioned, Gonzo, who are interested in Bitcoin as a competitive product that reflects experience and risk management. To me, Billy, this just smooth seems like we're just moving towards a better opportunity for adoption You know, by creating, if nothing else, just more awareness around the world, around the countries, um, that Bitcoin's out here and here to stay. It says here, the ETF listing will provide retail and institutional investors with a new way to gain exposure, again, or I would call that awareness, to Bitcoin, which may help attract more mainstream investors to the crypto space. So it just seems like, you know, for folks who aren't aware right now and the ones who are paying attention, they'll get in now, but they're trying to prepare themselves, I think, for what's coming in the future. Samsung's reputation and power and brand could help the ETF attract options for investors who are looking for a way to invest in Bitcoin without buying and holding their own private keys directly. So obviously you would do it through this agency. Samsung continues to be actively involved in the crypto space. And here's something very interesting, Billy. I think we talked about this. It's flagship smartphone. Get this. The Galaxy S22 now comes with a blockchain wallet pre-installed. How significant is that, Billy? That now your phone will have your cryptocurrency wallet on it. What are they setting us up for here, Billy? Uh, Everyday life.
3: Uh, (laughs) We're going to be using it every day. I mean. You're going to use it when you go to the store. You're going to use it. If you go to the doctor, you're going to use it. You're going to use it in everything you do in life. Hence why they had to make it for your phone. Why? Because we carry this around every day, all day. Everything we do in life is this. I dare you to go a week and put this away and see, see how it can function. You can't do can't. it. Most of us don't even carry cash anymore. We have a card. My card's on my phone, too, where I just go tap. Um, it, It's crazy. I mean, to think about where we're going, even with the NFTs, like uh there's a place me and my wife go to down the road it, it's like a pool hall but you have to have a membership like there's a key card in order to get in not everybody can just get in and, and that's what people want but it's it's just crazy what we're going to but yeah it's, it's for the everyday life man that's where we're going
2: yeah no question about it it's, it's going to be one of those things where they want it to become seamless in your life where it's one of those things where you, you know it becomes you don't even think about it and, it, and think about what it's really doing guys it's the beginning of eliminating cash. That's what's going to happen. That's where we're headed. Digital currencies, everything's on your phone. And someday it won't even be on your phone. It'll be in your hand in a little chip. You just swipe your hand and everything will be right there. <laughs> That's another one that, you know, it's it's in the works. So we'll see how long before they start pushing that one. It's all a slippery slope. But hopping into our next story of the day, crypto.com. We told you 2023 was going to be a rough year, a big year recession. It's going to be ugly we're just getting started. You're going to probably see this theme over and over and over, I think, in industries across the globe. But we are seeing here crypto.com today announced 20% or yesterday announced 20% cutoff in their workforce. That's a huge number. reducing <laughs> its size. The news came just a couple of days after Coinbase said it would do. And guys, I see this all the time. In my experience, what happens is you... Um, when an industry starts to lay off, let's say it's in the, I don't know, food industry or glow or, 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 or could be um, any industry, right? The competitors in that same industry will tend to follow. Why? Well, because they have to, because they're competing with those other companies. And if you're laying off 20% of your workforce, now your costs are going to go down. Now I have to report my earnings against yours next quarter. And I've got 20% more workforce. My number is going to be low. My stock's going to go down. So you always see all these things. Boom, boom, boom. So it's an early indicator. If you see one company announcing layoffs in an industry, I guarantee you pay attention two, three weeks later, you'll see you'll see more of that happening. And uh, to my man, Node Army, no, I'm not tired. I'm actually sick. I'm not feeling well. But like I said, that's what separates us from the, the men from the boys. So we'll continue on here. I show up to work every single day. But we got a decision here. Decision was made to focus on pr- uh, prudent financial. Oh, so they say... The reason why they laid or laying people off was to, 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 um, the decision was based on prudent financial management, which basically I'll translate that into English. You know, we want to be able to compete with our competitors, so we're cutting our workforce to position the company for long term investment success. And there's probably some truth to that second part, uh, Gonzo. But here we see in July 2022, firm announced that it had laid off 260 employees or 5% of its workforce. However, reports suggest the cuts were ultimately even higher than that so they told them five percent they went much higher the news comes during a week in which coinbase and blockchain.com two more giants of the crypto sector also announced layoffs uh, coinbase said that january 10th it would lay off around 950 people and the blockchain staff said it would shed around 110 employees gonzo what are you thinking here is this going to be a constant theme we're going to see or do you think we've finally seen the end of the layoff in the crypto space
4: um, I actually think it's just the uh, just the beginning, right? Um, I think it's a leading indicator. Just like risky assets uh, is a leading indicator, like they got hit first, right? Cryptocurrencies and then stocks and then you know you go commodities and stuff like that. It's the same thing with the tech world, right? And so what we've done is the Fed has been raising rates and they're trying to destroy demand, right? That's one thing that we've been talking a lot about is the job numbers, right? They're trying to create less jobs or more unemployment because that destroys demand. It stops people from spending money, which is what they're trying to do because they're trying to reduce inflation, right? And so I think we usually first see it like in the tech jobs and that's what we saw, right? We saw Twitter, we saw Yahoo, Google, right? And now we have our exchanges that, that are doing layoffs. And I think, they're, I think it's just the beginning. I think there's more to come. I think in 2023, we're gonna see the real effects of what the Fed has been doing. Um, you know, We'll see what those inflation numbers look like. Some people are starting to say that uh, depending on what they do this year, they might hit that soft landing target. But in its history, they're usually not very good at it. So if they do hit that soft landing, I think it'll be kind of the first time, right? The last time we had high inflation was in the 70s and usually they overshoot it, right? Mm-hmm. And so I think that the economy is going to it's been resilient, but um, I think 2023 will be about people losing their jobs, right?
2: Unfortunately, Gonzo, I think you're absolutely right. I think 2023 is going to be um, the year where, where I think it's going to be a year of pain. And then we'll get into, I forgot to turn my ringer off. Then we'll, we'll get into hopefully 2024, which we all know I'm super excited about it because we know we got the Bitcoin happening. With Bitcoin having, usually comes bull runs. What comes with bull runs are euphoric pumps. And you better make sure that when you have those pumps, uh-oh, there goes my screen. When you have those pumps, you also want to make sure you've got the smartest way to track your crypto. So we're going to show you how to do that right now.
0: Have you gotten wrecked in the crypto market space or watched your crypto portfolio go all the way up and then all the way down without taking profits? If so, it's probably because you didn't have an exit plan. The good news is that doesn't need to happen anymore thanks to a new and innovative crypto tracker called Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto. Merlin brings all your coins into one place so you can see all your assets across the different exchanges on one screen. You can see your total portfolio value and more importantly, your daily gains, losses and total since inception. Merlin puts the power back in your hands so you no longer have to guess what your portfolio is doing on a daily or monthly basis. Most importantly, Merlin lets you create an exit plan and sends you notifications when your targets are reached so you no longer have to get wrecked in the marketplace. Go to merlincrypto.com. That's merlincrypto.com and sign up for early access for our free 30 day trial and get on the wait list so you can receive an email when the product is launched this fall. Don't miss out on this new and innovative app, Merlin. It's the smartest way to track your crypto.
2: That's right, folks. It is the smartest way to track your crypto. And we are getting excited because we are getting close. Sign up below. There's a link below to get on the wait list. We are hoping to launch beta next month. So get on that wait list. You might be able to get a chance to test it early. Um, and for those who don't, hopefully a a month they're out within the next month or two, we will have Merlin launch and out there live for everybody to use to not only be able to track your crypto, but to be able to create those exit plans so that when things start pumping, you don't have to you you can start humping and selling. You don't have to worry anymore. So uh, with that said, uh, we will hop into – I don't know if you guys have any comments. If not, we'll hop into our, our top story of the day. The,
4: the only comment that I had, Johnny, is now going through this bear market. I, I remember before we went into the bear market, like we always had these discussions of how, many, how much profit I'm going to pull, right? And am I going to do 50% or 25%? And now going over this bear market, um, that question that I had in my head that I wasn't sure has been solidified. And when we go into the next bull run, I will absolutely pull profits. I will pull profits. I'm not sure the percentage yet, but I'll be pulling profits. And then like coach always talks about diversifying into other things, whether that's other businesses, real estate, or keeping some some of that money now on the side, not to spend, but to when we go back down, to go back in and then do it all over again. Cause I think we're gonna get one more cycle, right? We're gonna get some regulation this cycle, but mm-hmm. I, I think that it'll also, you know, we're going to get another cycle going into the into 2030. Right. And so uh, I'm trying to accumulate and then, uh, you know, grow it exponentially. So I think Merlin's going to pay, uh, play a key in that.
2: Yeah. You know, I'll just wrap it up by saying this. You're so right that at the end of the game, this is all about a mental mind state. It's just an emotional control game. Right. And what we're trying to do with Merlin is take the emotion out of it. So when you buy something, you can now pre-program what you want those targets and profits to be. And now you're ready to go. You don't have to think about it. When it happens, you just execute, right? You're so spot on, Gonzo. And that's why it was like, why are you launching a bear market? I'm like, are you kidding me? This is the time you want to launch more you want people to have it when they're buying at low prices so that when it sells, they can make profits. Like, this is the perfect time. You know, so I'm excited because people are going to be able to have it. People buying crypto at low prices. Everybody's DCing at three, four, five, eight cents. You can buy Gala for 2 cents, 4 cents, right? And when it's said at 60, 70, 80 cents, you're going to be happier than a pig and shit, right? So it's going to be really exciting. I think it's so important to be able to, to have a tool that can help you do that. So I've said enough. We'll hop now into our top story of the day. Gary Gensler and the SEC are coming after Gemini and Genesis. They've both been charged. Uh, by the SEC with selling unregistered securities. Guys, get used to this. See this title? Get used to this. You're going to see this over and over and over in 2023. Gensler already told us he was coming after exchanges and companies in 2023. And here the ball has gotten started and we're only 13 days into the, into the new year and here he started. SEC on January 12th charged cryptocurrency lending firm Genesis Global Capital and Crypto Exchange Gemini with offering unregistered securities through the Gemini Earn program. I'm sure you all might remember that. The digital currency group, DCG, entered into a deal with Gemini to offer the exchange's customers the yield-bearing crypto product. Then they launched it in February 2021. Gemini customers could loan their crypto to Genesis, okay, under the promise that then the latter would repay the loan with interest. Genesis had full control over how it would earn Gonzo and yield a repay back to Gemini customers. However, the Gemini Earn program constitutes, according to Gary Gensler, a, in a sale and offer of securities and should have been registered by the Commission. Uh, he says here we allege that the Genesis Gemini uh, Genesis and Gemini offered unregistered securities to the public, bypassing disclosure requirements designed to protect. The investors, what's your thoughts here, uh, Gonzo? On this, is Gary right in this case?
4: It it uh, it's it's confusing to me because first of all, he's accusing them of selling securities, but they're not selling anything, right? It was their earn program, which is even which is even more ridiculous, right? Because if you remember, remember when Coinbase wanted to start their earn program and they went in and they get guidance and they got shut down, right? Wow. They got shut down right away, right? Yeah, uh, and then. This thing went on for two years and it wasn't a problem. He didn't say anything for two years. And then all of a sudden we had everything that happened with DCG going back to Terra Luna collapsing with three AC and what three AC was doing with these guys is basically taking out loans to buy the GBTC to kind of close that gap as it started to come down. Right. That's how we got here. But it's ridiculous because um, Mm -hmm. it, it went on for two years and you didn't say anything about it. Right. So it's, it's inconsistent. And um, like like I said, you know, they shut Coinbase down early. And so you would have thought if that was gonna be the way that they were gonna do things when they did that to Coinbase, he should have immediately gone after them, but they didn't. They waited for two years. It's the same thing with the Ripple case. You let them run for eight years while they were working with you. And then all of a sudden you, they got slapped with the lawsuit. So it just goes to show the inconsistency with them and how they, they don't know what they're doing. And they're kind of just throwing darts for, for regulation. Right. He made that video, like you showed it, we didn't play the video, but he, and he's basically saying that, you know, he's describing investing as like, you know, the sec is there as a seatbelt. Right. Uh, which is ridiculous because it should be more as um, instead of like the seatbelt, it should be more, I think uh, uh, Paul Burns made a comment about it in the tweet. He said it should be more like uh, street lights and stop signs, right. It should be a guide so that you know where you're going, right? Not a seatbelt trying to keep you in the car. So yeah, um, yeah tr- that's my thoughts.
2: Yeah, yeah. It's interesting, actually. Funny you mentioned the video. I was going to play a little bit of that, so I'm going to play that now and get some comments from Billy.
1: Similarly, our federal securities laws protect investors. There's no reason to treat crypto markets differently from the rest of the capital markets just because it uses a different technology. Compliance with their laws protect the investing public. Unfortunately, some platforms that offer crypto lending aren't complying with the requirements. Consider this hypothetical. Bob runs an app that promotes 7% returns and Alice and millions of other everyday investors put their asset in Bob's app. Disclosures help Alice understand what Bob is doing with her assets. How is he funding the promised return? Is he running a hedge fund, for instance? In essence, what risk is he taking? Notably, it doesn't matter what kinds of asset Alice put into Bob's app. Cash, gold,
2: Bitcoin, chinchillas,
1: Chinchilla. anything
2: else. I had to stop it right there on the chinchillas, Billy. So basically, he's saying no matter what we do here, he's basically saying disclosures weren't put out there, and that's the problem. What's your thoughts? Uh, your your thoughts on this? On this? Video? Basically,
3: I. God, oh, God, I can't stand this guy. Gary needs to kiss my assets. Uh, yeah. <laughs> kiss, my, kiss
2: my assets. I love it.
3: Oh, God, I can't even stand to look at that guy. All he's saying, man, is uh, we're not getting the money that we're supposed to get from what y'all are doing. Uh, you you need to pay us. It's just like the mafia, man. You're going to pay your taxes if you want to operate in here. Give me my money. That's all it is. That's all I hear. Give me my money. You're not paying legalized. What to pay.
2: Legalized. It's legalized mafia. Unbelievable. Exactly. Uh, just wrapping up this article here they say Genesis revealed it had around 175 million worth of funds stuck on FTX as the crypto exchange faced liquidity crisis the same day DCG sent Genesis 140 million in an attempt to strengthen its balances look at this rat snake weaseling that was going on behind the scenes oh you're down 140 okay i'll send you you're down 170 i'll send you 140 to make your books look good it was all lies and smoke and mirrors just like well, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's definitely a mini Madoff, and and that's really <laughs> you're, getting, you're gonna get to my point in a minute. Genesis here. So on November sixteenth, after FTX collapsed and the money dried up, Genesis suspended withdrawals, uh, citing these unprecedented market turmoils. So the Winklevoss strands have claimed that Genesis and DC owes them nine hundred million dollars, which needs to go to Gemini clients. So what really sucks here, guys, in the end, is guess who gets stuck holding the bag. These poor 340,000 users of the Geminis Earn program, which was just officially shut down two days ago on January 8th. The SEC said it's investigating other laws and violations from entities and relating to it. But to me, Gonzo, uh, I watched the mini Madoff series last night or the past two nights, and it just got me thinking all the opportunities the SEC had and they just turned a blind eye to it. How many times, Gonzo, do you think they've been turning a blind eye to stuff like this?
4: Well, I mean, yeah, like like they did back then, you can see, like he's, uh, he he's like brings up the example of like you know, lending your assets and disclosures, and no one's arguing the fact that you know th- there should be some type of disclosures, and I think we're going to get that when we get regulation, right? So that you know when you're investing in this and you're, you're lending out your crypto, you should know what they're going to be investing in. But the biggest scam of them all was FTX. He was meeting with them. He was having conversations with them, right? Uh, and, and, nice they were, dinner, and, and they were, and they were, right? And they were, they were stealing people's and uh, assets, right? They were stealing people's assets and giving it to Alameda to do what they were doing, right? So I mean, it, it's hypocritical. Like you shouldn't be the one making the video, dude, because you were, you were there meeting with FTX while the biggest scam since Bernie Madoff was happening right under your watch, right? I mean, it, I mean, it's totally ridiculous.
2: Yeah. So, it, go, go, go ahead, go Billy. No, the floor is yours, my friend.
3: I, I, this is this is just all crazy, man. I mean, <clears throat> he was sending money to his girlfriend because, right? Because she had all access to his money. So basically, yeah. is that just, is, uh, I mean, I hate to say, it, like, is that just not a big prostitution ring?
2: <laughs> it sounds uh, like it. Cause I mean, just,
3: could it get. goes back to the. the- yeah there how about who
2: tank. the hell knows what was going on in that bahama yeah. house but i heard there are a lot of people going to no, a lot of people yeah, there. there's a lot of freaky
3: stuff going on there's a lot
2: of freaky the stuff, stuff going on if they had the vr headsets i'm telling you well a lot more freaky should be going on in there and them <laughs> touch skins <laughs> <laughs> <My God. laughs> but anyway all right so we'll wrap we got another story here uh we touched a little bit on this yesterday but i wanted to bring this up because it is kind of significant and we we were going through rapid fire yesterday, but Ava Labs partners with the Amazon Web Services. This is huge, guys. I'm going to get to this in a minute. Or the why? But Ava Labs, who is the uh, the developer of AVAX, the blockchain behind Layer One smart contract platform, has partnered with Amazon Web Services. But uh, let me get to so behind the blockchain network, Avalanche, the firm has partnered with uh, Amazon Web Services Accelerate Enterprise Institute. In, inter- it's Accelerate Enterprise institutional and government adoption of the blockchain this is very similar to what casper is trying to do too um and so aws will support the the avalanche network and decentralized application uh ecosystem uh amazon said at aws we're all about bringing the most cutting edge technology to builders no matter if they sit in a multi-million dollar enterprise a government life or a dorm right um but there was something i wanted to get to that was yeah so this part was significant here guys Says here the big deal is it's, it's this isn't your grandfather's AWS partnership announcement. So this is the key, Billy. He says, in the past, other blockchains have actually paid AWS to say, Hey, you know, we're partnering with you guys, right? And, and then sure, they took the money gladly. And said, oh, yeah, hey, these guys are partnering with us, you know, and they pitch AWS now as a partner. Because if you're a blockchain, you're trying to get started. What better way to get started? Say, Hey, I'm a partner with Amazon. Well, you know what? If you're paying to be a partner. That's kind of snake weasely. You know, that's, that's a rat snake. Well, what he says here, which I thought so significant, Billy, get your comments here. The announcement is the exact opposite. AWS recognized how important blockchains are evolving with the subnets serving as absent, And they wanted to be one of the hosting providers for many of the subnets that people about. know. So AWS really approached. Avalanche will say, hey, we want to partner with you guys. How significant do you think that is, Billy, that Amazon went to them?
3: Amazon, Amazon's a beast, man. They're like a carnivorous monster. One thing about Amazon is um, they usually to take, They like to take over. They, uh, they like to buy companies out, make them a part of the AWS system and integrate them like that. But uh, the fact that they know where the industry's going, they know that they have to partner with them because that's the future. Right? They, they have to have that to move forward. Yeah, man, it's exciting times, but everyone's going to have to partner with blockchain. It's just like um, 10 years ago when we were putting automation uh, in Amazon. They used to travel around to different Amazons around the country and get their sites ready for them for their um, automation processes and things. Um, and we, we said back then, Walmart was one of the biggest ones, too. Anybody that goes to automation will make it through this next cycle because we knew how the market was. We knew at some point in time it was going to get ugly for us. You can only build so long before the bubble pops and jobs are going to leave. Uh, the future was automation 10 years ago. Now the future is blockchain, AI. And the companies that can recognize that now are going to be leading the way in the future. And Amazon's always been one of those ones that, you know, know how to have the foot in the door before the door is even open.
2: No question about it. And Gonzo, I ain't going to lie. When I read this part yesterday, I definitely thought twice about doubling down and buying some more AVAX. To me, this got me excited. This is something where if Amazon's, wanting to be a part of them or wanting them to really be partners. They ain't getting paid to be partners, but they want to be. Sounds to me, there's some promise there. I ain't going to lie. I got, I was getting a little FOMO yesterday, but what's your thoughts here, buddy? You thinking again, you, you, you loaded up on AVAX? What are you doing here? Do not,
4: to not FOMO, Johnny. Don't FOMO. I, I didn't FOMO, but,
2: but I wanted to. I ain't going to lie. That's good.
4: Yeah, well, you know, what I, I picked up on the same thing that you picked up on is, you know, because we do a lot of research into projects and, and they bring up a good point where, You have these blockchains where like Google or AWS host their nodes, but it's the blockchain that's paying them. And then they claim it to be a partnership, right? And this one is different, right? Because AWS is recognizing they like that subnet technology, right? And if you don't know about AVAX, they have these things called subnets or subchains. It's like having their own little blockchains. That's how AVAX works. And so they're recognizing the tech. So um, I think it's exciting. Uh, You know, let's not get too crazy because it's just, housing their nodes right but i think it's a step in the right direction uh but like billy says amazon has always been as a company at the cutting edge um and so i think it's something to to pay attention to but yeah definitely like um you know wait for a pullback uh, and then like the time to be accumulating avax was before the announcement right yeah when it was totally beat up right like uh uh, like you know weeks ago or a couple months ago when it was totally like the price was down to like what nine ten dollars something like that those are the times that you want to be accumulating uh, and then you know when you get news like this and maybe you, it goes up you know seven eighty percent you know if you're kind of a spot trader you pull profits if you're a long-term holder then you just kind of keep holding on but yeah wait for a pullback
2: oh there's no question about it I wasn't gonna I wasn't gonna buy when they're selling the news no question but boy did I want to and you know and that's where that whole emotional, Play comes in, but the reality is, you know, this is the, the and obviously Avax pumped on the news, which you would expect. I think it went up to fifteen dollars. But the reality is, once that news wears off, we all know we're smart enough here. We we've done enough research. We know how the game is played. That this is going to pull back down in the bear market, and that's probably when I'll accumulate and grab some more. um You know, hopefully to be able to get it cheap, maybe in the eight nine dollar range again if we see that happen. Because you know, again, these are all. I mean, that thing was sitting at over a hundred dollars a year ago and when we get to, to that bull market I think that's going to happen again but unfortunately guys I hate to say it but we are out of time today they, wow that was the fastest hour in crypto hopefully you enjoyed it I want to thank say special thanks to Billy and to Gonzo for showing up and I like to end the show like we always do Warriors! Let me turn the music on hold on a second
0: Rod!
2: Get your shit together baby! Say it, guys.
4: Let's go! Uh, hey, I'll be hosting
2: I'll be hosting
4: on Monday. Yes, Gonzo on, on Monday. 11 a.m. We evening. have Miss
2: Team Crypto coming on, Wednesday. on Wednesday. Don't miss it. Yep. Love you guys. Let's go. Have a good weekend.